0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. I'm your host, Boutique Paul. And I am your host, Daddy Master Senpai. I forgot it there for a second. <laughs>
1: you we know, decided to
2: stop saying our normal names because, you know, our government names aren't that important when it comes <laughs> to the show.
0: That was the disconnect. I was like, wait a minute, why am I not saying my name? All right.
2: <laughs> I probably should have checked right before we started.
0: <laughs> I
2: am. Fuck. I forgot my name <laughs> <laughs> already off to a great start. Yes. Oh right. man. So yeah. So we are back again with another episode and coincidentally enough being that we're still in this whole coronation, we have another topic that's almost kind of relevant. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. With, uh, with everybody in their, in their homes, you know, watching TV, playing video games and stuff, you know, and I'm doing that pretty much every day myself. Um, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about uh, one of these particular areas of consumption, and that is the video game consumption, uh,
2: more the- so the validity of the industry mm-hmm. in recent developments over the past couple decades. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so there's your, there's your working title, the validity of gaming. Um, I don't know. I guess we can just jump right into it. But today I was uh, hoping to talk about the, uh, the, the complexity of gaming as in, in and of itself, you know, it's, it's more than just, you know, Kids play video games, or like uh, people waste their time away on it playing video games. Or there's even people that are addicted to it. It's it's a lot deeper than that, you know. There's there's much more going on, and I think we can start with talking about gaming as an industry. You know, and uh, just uh, so just just to put it in perspective for people, um, in the year of 2018, the uh, entire gaming industry generated what was it? Uh, around 43 billion dollars in revenue, um, which matched the film industry that year. So just to put it in perspective, you know, it's not it's not just a a tiny little hobby. This is actually a driving force and part of our economy.
2: Yeah, that's very true. I I will say, though, that that number is especially in recent years and the tidbits Mm -hmm. I know it is the capitalism everyone hates is the reason.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, but I mean, it is what it is. It's the nature of the beast. People make money. People see an opportunity to make even more money. They're going to take advantage of it. But we can talk a little bit about. The opportunities it's created for people, people at the uh, at the employed level, you know, it's not just the the people in the in the office chairs in the giant corporations, you know, the CEO execs and the. uh, chairman of the board making all this money there there's plenty of people who are creating careers off of gaming there's there's everybody from you know entry level twitch streamers to like programmers graphic designers there's 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 a lot more to it there's even you know offshoots there's people writing articles about it there's people reporting on it we even have conventions all about gaming
2: yeah and just to be clear, Greg is gonna be or Daddy Master Senpai, sorry. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of driving the ship on this one because I don't game, admittedly. <laughs> but I think all of this development really has been primarily in the past decade or so because there was finally a breakthrough where there isn't so many gatekeepers. There yeah, there's it, d- it took it took a while. It took a while mainly because you were limited you're limited to the internet with this primary Way of making money. I mean, not as. Hold on, let me collect my thoughts real quick. The internet being the limitation as opposed to other industries in music and film, it was very easy for independent scenes to start. Oh yeah, definitely. And people, definitely. people employing themselves. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier because of the medium. Gaming, you were restricted to the big companies because it's not so easy to just. Yeah,
0: you, <laughs> you can't. You can't sit in your garage with some hardware and some software and just build an entire video game industry like overnight yeah you and know? The, you
2: know the, the competition i mean there were competitions but they weren't you know as big as they are now esports wasn't a thing i mean you were also restricted to you know the you were restricted to the game developers independent game, you know independent games weren't a thing until recently you know now there's a whole it it's got its own independent scene and that's the one of the things mm-hmm. i like about it
0: it's is, almost like it was uh, in its infancy. It had to grow. It had to grow to the level where there were people on the inside making uh, software for people to make their own games at home. And that's how people kind of gener- or created these uh, indie games, or at least most of the ones that I know of. There yeah, are still I, I people mean, who make them from the ground up by themselves.
2: I mean, because you got to think, uh, I mean, gaming video games have never been analog. If you think about it. True. It's always been a digital medium. I don't know if I don't do the early games count as analog. I mean, those are still. Hey, man, it's displayed on it's displayed on a monitor. It's well, yeah, but it's because like even monitors. I mean, there's analog monitors. Yeah, I guess they were. It was a kind of in between thing. But once we started moving over into once it got more advanced, it became more of a digital thing. Yeah. Because I mean, like music and film, it's like there's always analog. There was an analog equivalent to what we have now. It's, you know, you shot on film, you Mm recorded to tape. There was a point where people could figure out a way to afford to get those things outside of a system. Video gaming, not so much. I mean, especially back in the day, games were like video gaming was an expensive thing.
0: Oh, yeah, it was a very expensive hobby. I mean, uh, what was it? You take you take the the initial cost of the uh, Famicom and you like inflate it to today's dollars. It was someone like over six hundred dollars. For Famicom, relatively. Wow. Yeah, something like it was something crazy like that, and then you know, (laughs) in my youth, I'm like, hey, I got a Super Famicom for like 20 bucks. (laughs) Like, thank you for devaluing this so much.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's it's grown to the point where it's everybody. It's almost become a free for all.
0: Mm -hmm. It definitely has. There's there's plenty of platforms out there. The the chief one I think being uh, Steam that uh, caters to the indie market where. It doesn't take too much for independent developers, to yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I mean Steam is basically
2: what the Spotify equivalent for video games.
0: I mean, it is. Yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever equivalent you want to you want to tie it to for whatever. Medium. I mean,
2: a, a digital distribution yeah. that allows when for- when
0: people say Spotify, my brain goes iTunes. So. <laughs> but yeah, well,
2: it is. See, that's Spotify really funny equivalent. because Spotify was doing streaming before them.
0: I know. I know this. <laughs> But that's just that's just how my brain functions. I'm like, this is the one I, I, mean, I guess on. I
2: guess it is akin to iTunes. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking more so like they showed up like in the Spotify era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the fact that technology got to the point where everything's cheap and you could actually develop video games. It's not you didn't need you don't need a what back then it was probably a $30,000 computer,
0: mm-hmm. a whole room of servers. For anything
2: no not,
0: not these days, you know now you, got- you can
2: make a tiny little app game just on a you know Adobe song mm-hmm. in Adobe, whatever platforms they have mm-hmm. and and that's even cheaper. you can get the creative cloud from. Uh, adobe for 50 bucks a month and you have access to all of their software mm, you just
0: gotta know how to write a little bit of code and create a little bit of artwork boom little independent game slap it out there get some funding so you can pay for the education or the hardware or the software you need to grow even further you don't even need to pay for the education you just literally go on youtube yeah you can yeah, learn
1: everything right. on youtube nowadays. <laughs> it's I learned, impressive
0: i learned how to fix the shit on my car on youtube that's yeah, my favorite oh,
1: the,
2: every single make model in part is explained on youtube at I, some point
0: i want to know how like when and how? Because like you can you can look up cars that, that that have been like out of uh out of make for years, and there's still videos about them. The
2: amount of stuff uploaded to YouTube every second is impressive. It doesn't surprise me that we have an entire catalog of <laughs> DIY. <laughs> We're
0: getting a little off base, though. But um, yeah, gaming gaming as an industry is incredibly lucrative, and it, it will continue to be so in the future. And I think that some some that's something that needs to be respected. You know, I mean, it's gaining. It's not so much an issue these days. Uh, it's definitely a lot more mainstream than it used to be. You know, growing up, I mean, we have esports now officially like recognized. We have uh, just everyone in general is is more accepting of video gaming today. So, I mean, that's not really the point I'm trying to push, though. Not trying, not really trying to push like, oh, you need to accept it.
2: It's like it's already here. It's just like more of a uh, a spotlight on the subject. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where it's, it's hard to take something seriously when there's a certain archetype associated with the culture. Mm. Cause it's one thing for people in certain industries to have those kind of like people that you don't really care for. I think the gaming industry, it's even more so, or it's like, if there's a certain person with a certain attitude, it's like, you almost have to look down. It's like, you're just a gamer.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is a, it is a bit of a problem. It is a bit of a problem. You know, there's, there's the people who are like, they are just a gamer, but You got to understand, though, it's it's they're not invalidated because they're just a gamer and they're not invalid or they're not of less value inherently because they're just a gamer. Like, oh, yeah, it's still their dollars driving easier because
2: of the culture, like that side of the culture that is highly perpetuated. Mm -hmm. It's like this. It's like that uh, episode of South Park with World of Warcraft, (laughs) the dude that was just annihilating everybody. You just like look at him. It's like, you know, you picture them being the severely morbidly obese dudes who still live at home with their moms Mm -hmm. yeah which
0: nine times out of ten isn't really the case anymore like those dudes don't interact with people but it's whatever they live in their lives they're they're fucking up their lives the way they want to that's on them (laughs) but yeah everybody at every level has has an opportunity to create something for themselves from the gaming industry you know i've got plenty of people who are twitch streaming
2: tit streaming. <laughs> tits streaming. God, yeah, that, sorry, I have a speech hey, impediment. That's only on OnlyFans, bro. Yeah, that's only on
0: OnlyFans. <laughs> which now I have friends who have OnlyFans.
2: <laughs> tit stream. Gotta, dude. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> coronavirus. No, this, you gotta start that site. Tits stream.
0: <laughs> it's just topless nude stream. It's Twitch, but with tits. <laughs> but yeah, everybody from like. Twitch streamers to people in the music industry that are creating uh, the music that you hear in the video games or just the sound soundtrack or like the uh, actual what did you call it? The Foley team. So what it's called score? The, no, the sound uh, design. The, the, no, the people who make the sound effects like the, yeah, that, the walking that, that's on just overall that the sound. Like they, they, okay. they are considered the sound design team. OK, the sound design team. Yeah, I mean,
2: Foley. I don't think they do much Foley because Foley is like the natural sounds that you see in movies. Like So that's like footsteps and like. Close. Sounds. You don't. You don't think
0: there's footsteps and close sounds in video games, I guy. I don't think
2: it's considered. I don't know if they actually label them foley artists. I mean, uh, there's there's a smaller team that works on video games mm-hmm. than than film sound.
0: Yeah. Foley's just a name, anyways. But anyways, there's a, there's definitely a sound design team of some sort. You know,
2: there's there's coders. There's even just
0: people who just beta test. There's there's a whole. Uh, there's typically the larger companies have a whole in-house team that just beta test their games. Um, but the, but it's 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 in it's interesting how deeply video gaming has I almost want to say infected uh, our economy at at that level you know even from from the developers to the consumers to the uh, to the resale marketplace to the the places like uh, what was it GameStop which is probably gonna go out of business here soon aren't they shutting down a bunch of stores <laughs> I think so yeah well. They have terrible business practices, but that's on them. Um, There's also other places, you know, like disc traders that do like the whole we buy your old stuff, sell out the new stuff, which creates an opportunity for people of less means to get their
2: hands on some gaming stuff. So that's pretty cool. But well, I think it's impressive because as quickly as it rose, it just as easily got all the pitfalls Mm -hmm. of any growing industry almost faster Cause you got to think the rate of technology, you know, how long before physical copies are not a thing?
0: Oh, that's already like uh, a main concept, like currently, you know? So a few years back they, they made like the, the, it's not like they changed entirely, but there was a dramatic shift from uh retail outlets to digital only downloads. And, uh, Pretty much, at least from my perspective, the only people who still buy hard copies are people who are buying like the collector's editions that come with like statues and all this extra physical stuff. Those are the only people that I that know are that severely are overpriced. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollars <laughs> for a booklet and some artwork. And I'm like,
2: OK, or they get an action figure like, dude, mm-hmm. go on eBay that, you know, but just buy an mm-hmm. action figure that they put out normally. It's that it's that it's that fake exclusivity. Honestly, it's
0: a, oh, there's only going to be 3000 copies of this that and they have a machine at their factory ready to print out. It's infinite almost more. easier
2: to prey on gamers than any other populace, too.
0: Yeah. Anybody who's deeply seated into their fandom will do that. But I mean, it's it's anybody with anything, you know, if you if you really like an artist, uh, like a, a musician very much, you're going to buy all their sound that comes out, you know, all the albums. Well,
2: well, that's well, that's one thing I'm going to get to. Um, it doesn't have. When it comes to the reason I brought a physical product, it doesn't have the same thing that other mediums do to where, like, there's not going to be enough people holding on to a physical copy of a game to keep that around. It's like vinyl and CD and cassette tapes increase in sales every year.
0: Have you ever heard of Final Fantasy 7 Black Labels?
2: Yes, I have. <laughs> but those... Nobody's buying those. It's like Black Diamond. It's like Black Diamond VHS is on Disney.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People aren't buying it. And the remake's coming out. They're going to be worth even less. Mm, well, the remake's different. The, remakes no, the I know the, the remake's the the different, but different. The, the, the problem with that whole thing is everybody's marking them up so high nobody's buying them. People who are selling them lower, there was somebody who was telling me they went to a game shop who had it at a lower price than everybody else and they like made a comment about it and then instantly saw the price like marked up extremely. <laughs> But can you play those in modern PlayStations?
0: Um, the next one that's coming out, PS5, is uh, completely backwards compatible from my understanding. Oh, you can't? Because yeah. I know that was a weird thing but for a while. It's, where it's, they- when people collect stuff like that, it's less about being able to play it on the newer platforms. They still have the old platforms in their house. Like, I still have an original Xbox sitting under my TV. Well,
2: it's also a matter of listening to music on physical mediums is still higher quality than streaming. Mm. That's, the other, that's the other thing I was getting to. That's true there's older video games especially <laughs> unless you do that Uh, because don't, don't the consoles have like that smoothing effect if there's if they're backwards compatible where they kind of like try to make it look a little bit better Um, that's 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 dependent that on the thing, game itself I, I know that was a thing on PS3 that's
0: dependent on the game itself and like whether or not the the developer of the game creates that smoothing other than that it's just it's just like stretching out the the, the display over your larger TV which ends up making it look look a lot
2: worse. Oh no! No, I, I've seen in a PS3 where they had like a, a just a general smoothing option, like it wasn't it wasn't game dependent.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into this because I've I've owned at like I've, every I've PlayStation seen, console. I've seen it and I've never seen that.
2: Then I saw somebody playing a PS1 game on it and they did it and it looked really weird. Like it didn't hmm. look good. I'm gonna look into that one.
0: I'm, I'm gonna have to bring it up in like the the bonus episode that we end up recording. <laughs> the
2: other one because I'm still- curious about that because <laughs> we're still not working,
0: <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. But anyways, I mean it's 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 just it's just mind boggling as all. That's that's the point, I guess. At, at the industrial level, is it, it's it's everywhere. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have anything else much more to say about the industrial level of it. I honestly don't like there's there's just opportunities for
2: everybody. Well, We could talk about how there's infinite, there's almost infinite opportunities, but it's a, it's a market that almost runs itself stale because everybody's trying to do it.
0: Yeah, it definitely, yeah, that is, that is a plague in the gaming industry. You know, as soon as somebody creates one, one unique concept, one great idea, everyone tries to piggyback and create their own version of it. Like, um, the battle arena things, the the battle royales that, that oh, started when, with when uh, people were beating it to
2: death. Yeah,
0: so this started with I think what PUBG, and then like Fortnite. literally no Fortnite wasn't the first one. PUBG existed a lot long a lot longer before uh, Fortnite. Oh, I
2: didn't hear about PUBG until Fortnite came out.
0: Well, that's that's how it got to you. But there's there's always been uh, player unknowns battlegrounds is what it's called, um, and it was built off of was it built off of Daisy or I can't remember. It was built off of some other game. So it's not even like entirely unique and it's not an entirely unique creation. But that was the first one that I was aware of. And that one existed almost like a, almost like a decade ago. Almost.
2: Oh, because well, maybe maybe it was more so like Fortnite blew up and then and then it was brought in spotlight.
0: Fortnite popularized it. Yeah. Definitely. It and was then, not the first though. And it was it definitely it, piggybacking off of another idea. And then now every game that comes out has has a battle royale. There's because a, that's
2: what they, they be, That's what the people want. <laughs> yeah, there's,
0: uh, Call of Duty just came out with, uh, or uh, one of the Call of Duty games came out with a battle royale. Now there's like Battlefield Five has a Wasn't battle that royale new Fallout game,
2: didn't they that... Fallout
0: seventy six, uh, arguably the worst Fallout game to exist, has a battle royale function. It didn't launch with one, but <laughs> over t- yeah, I have no idea what happened over there. It didn't launch with one, but over time they were just like, you know what, let's go. Let's put this in here because it's popular these days and now everything has it. There's even there's people who know of MOBAs like League of Legends or Smite or any of those. Now there's there's a MOBA-esque game that is a Battle Royale on top of it. It's just
2: that's, rid- it's <laughs> that's <incredible>. ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous. And now they're all on phones. most (laughs) twisted plot twist. I know Mm. never have Magic Final Fantasy 7 had a a battle royale function.
0: I'd be so upset. I'd be like, Square (laughs) Enix, no, you don't do multiplayers. Chill out. (laughs)
2: That's
0: just the way it is.
2: Yeah, and it's also like, it's especially with how easy it is to get into gaming, Mm -hmm. it makes it really harder for people who, People Once people come be professional at something, everybody in the community wants to. Mm. It's, you know, all the kids in high school I saw who were, like, playing games. He's like, oh, I want to be a beta tester or I want to go to school to create video games. It's like, you realize how much competition you have?
1: Mm, because it's, it's not
2: an thing. easy thing to get into. Yeah. It's, when you have so many people.
0: It's, it's like you got to create your own interesting way to create a living off of it at this level. Because if you're trying to, like... I was one of those kids, too. At one point, you know, I wanted to create uh, I wanted to get an education and get a career in the gaming industry. But I realized that, like I said, that my entire social circle said that everybody in my homeroom said that everybody throughout the schools that I was like, I'm not I'm not dealing with that. I'm not trying to be up against like millions upon millions upon millions of competitors when it comes to trying to get a gig at one of these larger shops.
2: And then Um, all of them just never do it. No,
0: I got one friend that's actually following through on it of everybody that said they wanted to do it there's one person
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and they dropped out at the worst time if they would have just <laughs> held on they'd be in the you know prepare themselves for the perfect workspace for it honestly yeah and uh and everybody who wants to be a professional gamer or a twitch streamer it's like you have to realize you either need to be unstoppable whatever game you're playing or you have to have the personality mm. to create your presence. You think all these, you think all the famous gamers out there are the oh, greatest there's, gamers. Ever? There's one
0: more. There's one more. You forgot. You have to be an attractive female.
2: <laughs> you know, it's really unfortunate that that happens because uh, you know, there are in every industry, there's always talented women. Oh, 100%. But you get the unfair advantage if you're attractive and mm-hmm. it's un it's unwanted on their end. They like, we want to be taken seriously. It's like you're dealing with a, Something well, that's so
0: testosterone filled. <laughs> there's there's plenty that are like, I want to be taken seriously. And they take measures to ensure that they're not, you know, profiting or uh, I want to say leveraging their physical assets there. There are, oh, plenty, there are, of there are them. plenty of people who they, do they, they they take steps to avoid that that caustic uh, fan base. But the point being that is that it's not. It's not an opportunity for everybody, you know, I mean, the is there, but it's not something that you could just pick up just because you like playing video games. it's also also
2: not that easy to make money on it like it's very twitch streaming isn't easy uh but
0: it's also about knowing the industry too it's a it's about knowing where the opportunities are and where the where the profit is to be made like for example um there's plenty of people i know who are all trying to be twitch stream twitch streamers and they're all trying to you know create a a a gaming revenue and there's only one person who's trying to be on the b side you know on the on the inside creating the game that's the person who's, who's uh got an education in coding and he's he's trying to write the write the data for the games you know write the program that dictates this does that when you input this or when you interact with that he's he's trying to create the game and that's where he sees an opportunity can you do app games probably I prefer not to say the game I I mean that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> prefer not to say the game. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Boutique Paul and Daddy Master Senpai. <laughs> Shout out
0: Visher, You've officially been tapped. <laughs> but
2: uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: um, it's about knowing the industry and and knowing that not everyone can do the exact same thing. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into my workplace and be like, all right, well, everybody's gonna be a manager. It's like the fuck. I mean, there's too many other jobs that need to be done.
2: Well, it's also a lot of things that people don't realize go into it, or or some weird practical things you don't realize, or that are really going on. Like there was someone I was, I don't know if I was talking to somebody or if I was hearing some, it was where I was listening to something, but realizing that if you really want to get into development, learn math, or be a math major, because mm-hmm. it's all coding is all math. That's
0: all it is ones and zeros and and, and tracking values. I, I won't say that I know enough about it to actually create my own game, but I know enough about it and using the supporting software, I can alter the games I play. Unless there's like, unless they're like multiplayer online ones, then all the data stored server side, and it's it's impossible to to mess around with that. They have too many security measures in place.
2: As much as you'd love <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just gotta let's hack no, that I mean,
2: real quick. Th- let's talk about
0: that for a second. I mean, literally just a second. But the the gaming industry, at least for the games that can be played in offline in some way, shape, or form, at least on the PC side of things, there's there's an entire community that's built around just modifying the games that come out. Um, there, there, the, Skyrim. Everybody knows Skyrim. The Elder Scrolls Five, right? That game comes out. And it's kind of a mess because it's Bethesda and that's how they release their games. They're buggy messes on release. Um, one person goes and creates uh, he creates his own modification for the game, which creates a whole new storyline, introduces a whole bunch of uh, new NPCs. There's like, I think, thousands of written and voice acted dial- lines of written and voice acted dialogue in it. And he basically creates a new game on top of the bones of that game and it it became so prolific amongst the uh amongst the uh player base
2: that it landed him a job working for i think bungie i yeah so, that yeah you know, just doing that's <laughs> almost the equivalent of fan fiction leading to something
0: that's like remixing people's mu- people's music <laughs> and then getting picked up by a label because
2: of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the only thing that i i remember from cuz cause I, cause I i've seen several mods there's uh, some i think it was an elder scrolls it was, no, it wasn't Elder Scrolls. It might have been Sky, I think it was Skyrim. It was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage mod. Yep, that was Skyrim, that was <laughs> the Skyrim mod, so. I, I, I just remember, you like watch this, and then um, I think I, I don't know, you see something flying towards you, and you hear that yeah. I was yeah. like, what's going on? And then you see the creatures come down with his head. I there's, was like, what's going on here? So,
0: so there's the there's the upside of modding, people who create new content or just, you know, alter things a little bit for the player's enjoyment. And then there's the weird side of modding where people are just trying to stretch the boundaries as far as they can in that particular uh experiment uh for the game The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh the uh <laughs> the modder well, uh, there's dragons in this game and he layered macho man randy savage over all of the dragons and replaced their their voice lines with the the, the infamous quote <laughs> the, oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: macho man is coming yeah and just to clarify i realize i messed up saying that i didn't mean to say elder scrolls i meant to say what the one before skyrim was i oh, understand that the oh, name is okay elder scroll skyrim
0: yeah that's um uh what was it oblivion i think okay right? yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It's, I, make, I make mistakes like that all the time. I just don't,
2: uh, I I don't want to deal with the, there's too many trolls in that community that are yeah, going like, to roast someone, me for it.
0: Someone will try to zero in on that and be like, oh, he doesn't know shit about games. It's like, he already admitted he's not a gamer. Fuck I off. I am not a gamer.
2: <laughs> I, I have played video games very sparsely. The last time I ever owned a, consistently owned a console was an N64. Mm-hmm. Ma- no, I had a Dreamcast for a little while, which I played House of the Dead 2 on repeat. Mm-hmm
0: think everybody everybody is at least exposed to some some level of video gaming at some point in their life
2: i don't i just like that i'm finding out like music artists i like are contributing to video games yeah or, and they're mostly indie games but it's just really interesting to see like one of my favorite artists dose one he he does sound design and music for video games as like a normal thing he does now and then i was looking into it i was like oh this is kind of cool i didn't i I didn't know anything about mostly indie games but then i found out he he did enter the gungeon and gang beast he did the sequel exit the gungeon mm. and when i first heard these names i was like oh that's interesting and i look it up and they're like a oh, big deal and i was like oh so it's like that <laughs>
0: yeah the i mean they're they're pretty much like people like that are pretty much going to work on like the uh the independent games or like the uh the upstart developers they're gonna work on titles that they that they release uh because of all the AAA- Triple A titles that come from the larger companies like uh, Blizzard, Activision, Ubisoft, all of them—they have like in-house teams that they're never getting rid of that do all the music and sound design for their games.
2: Well, it's it's also an opportunity to you know you don't have to play the game of the industry. Oh, definitely not. Mm-mm. Since indi- since indie gaming's a thing, it's like now nah, you guys can break the rules finally. Mm-hmm.
0: Some of some of the best games I've ever played were independent games. It's just a shame that uh, they don't have the. Uh, the following and the uh, funding to create more,
2: you know, that's why you have to, it's not enough to have a good product. You need to have the business savvy or someone with you mm-hmm. who can actually accomplish that. Cause that's the big thing. It's like, you know, artists, it's independent artists have to learn the business side. Same for gaming. Mm-hmm. You can create a big presence with an indie game. If you know what you're doing, it's not just, you could have the best game in the world. No one's going to play it. If they have no, no way of, you know, finding <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean, the industry has grown in ways that, you know, I mean, I, there's people, you know, esports is impressive how people are, you know, funding full teams or how much people were getting, and this was ridiculous. Parents were hiring Fortnite coaches for $50 an hour. Just so the kids
0: play Fortnite. Dude. Just so their kids can spend so many hours. Play. That is the that is the biggest move of all time. These kids were like, "Yeah, mom, dad, you should pay this person to teach me how to play this game I like paying or playing." <laughs> the, I might be able the, to make the kid finesse their parents into paying someone to let them play a game all day every day. Like
2: that's insane, you know. I, also, I think I think the thing is, you know, as much as people want to be like, "I want to be this and that," mm-hmm. you have to be you have to have the capacity to be ready for, to be an in that lifestyle the industry or the lifestyle mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, I can play video games all day. No, you can't. This is going to <laughs> like, this is not just all day. It's like, you have to make so many sacrifices and, mm-hmm. you know, you also have to deal with as much as people think they want to think they don't care about what people think you, unless you have the capacity and you know level of mental health to handle it, the audience good or bad can be overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there are steps to, there are steps you can take to, to distance yourself from it and protect yourself a little bit. But at the end of the day, like, especially if you're trying to pursue a career in, in, uh, in gaming on like the, the streaming side, like Twitch streaming or like, uh, creating like YouTube videos, reviewing games or anything like that, then you, you got to be prepared for all of the, uh, the toxic fan base to come and attack you. When it you comes also- to like developing games too, there's also like the, 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 the hazardous people that you got to avoid. Cause like, I mean, Bethesda's a large company. They keep pumping out titles and they keep making money, but there's still like it's widely known or it's 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 a widely accepted like concept amongst the the player base that they make bad games that are buggy on release and it's like they have to deal with people saying that stuff regularly all the time. Like the the yeah. CEO or whatever his title is, Todd Howard is always at some presentation, you know, throwing out games and stuff and and, and announcing new projects and he's got to deal with the
2: crowd just instantly being like
0: fix your shit and just like going (laughs) crazy.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's also a thing where you have to realize it's like, it's not just like, it's not a regular job either. Mm -hmm. You also have to, you also have to be prepared to diversify your income streams. You're not going to do it with just one. No, you're definitely not.
0: Yeah. You also got to be able to manage your profits off of that one. Like, where do you put it? Do you set some aside? Do you immediately reinvest it in creating a new project? If your game's multiplayer, do you put enough aside to maintain the, uh, the server structure or, continually release pro- uh, product updates like that's a that's a big deal, too. It's like if you create a video game that is multiplayer in any way, shape or form, you're going to release content updates. You have to patch out problems. You have to introduce uh, new material. You have to do something or people will very quickly fall away from your game. I mean, I personally saw that recently in a game that just came out. It's called Wilson, right? And it's an ARPG designed to play like the Diablo games that everybody knows. Um, It's been in beta for a long time. I want to say like two years, and it comes out. It has its full release, and it's all right for a while. But it's still buggy, and they're still patching stuff. But like, they haven't released any new content. And the 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 consumer side of gaming is incredibly fickle. Like people are already like, like three days later, they're like, oh, I maxed out my character. I did all this stuff. Time to move on to the next thing. Like Hmm. that's that's what's always shocked me is how quickly people will burn themselves out on new stuff.
2: Oh, I, I remember seeing people, they'll buy a video game, beat it in three days and then go around and sell it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just wait for it to be cheaper cheaper at GameStop to begin with? Um,
0: When I had a lot more free time on my side, on my hands, um, I took a more economic approach. Ooh, did I d- used to re- I rent d- games? Yeah. So like my mom at one point had this job where she was driving all over the country delivering like medical supplies and stuff. So what she would do is she'd rent loads of uh, movies from like family videos and then stuff would happen so that she's able to uh, watch them on the go with her laptop. I don't want to say anything or incriminate anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> but the point of it is she would tra- she put so much volume through this one store, th- uh, so much revenue through this one store that they were like, okay with her renting out any amount of ridiculous stuff. Basically our name was known at this location, so I would walk I'm guess, in. I'm guessing they and just
2: struck late fees altogether for you guys. I didn't get
0: late fees. I <laughs> most of the time I got free rentals. Like
2: that's what I mean. Like it's like no late fees, take whatever you want. Yeah, honestly. Buy a bunch like, of stuff. So
0: so what I would do is I'd go in there and like uh renting a game for like five nights It cost like eight bucks or whatever. They'd be like, give us two dollars, we don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, look you guys you guys keep the lights on in this place <laughs> so like i would
0: rent stuff and when i had all that free time i'd play it beat it and return it that whole buying games to, just to play them and re- just to rent them effectively is dead no way especially at 60 bucks a game mm. but that's only something you could do with the physical copies so i think that's what's going to keep the the physical medium back uh, like around as long as as long as uh, shops are willing to do that rental thing
2: yeah, that makes sense. So you can't re- you can't return a digital download. No,
0: you cannot. Unless <laughs> unless it's on Steam, but then you got to find a way to beat that game in 2 hours because they <laughs> have <right>. a limit. Oh, <laughs>
2: well, yeah, so yeah, the I think it's about time for a water break. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's our talk about the industry of gaming and how mm. it's flourished and how it's going to continue to grow even though it's just getting normalized to the point where it's not really uh not
0: really a, a topic of uni- conversation not anymore.
2: Even, not even that. It's like it's not unique anymore. Yeah. Like we're, you hit milestones to the point where it's like, OK. You just hit a constant. It's just it's just adapted to normal every day.
0: Yeah. Life. That's what I want it to be. I want it to be uh, at a level where no one really talks about it anymore because it's just it's like tying your shoes. It's just something that everybody does. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be like everybody has to play video games and if you're not into it. You're not into it. But. It's when, just, it's the like, commonality. When, of it. so, when somebody's like, I have an interest, and it's like collecting rocks, it's like, okay, but I don't care, so it's
2: like it's normal. Yeah. All right, everybody, you know what to do. Grab that water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're back, back at it again for part two of the gaming Boogaloo. Yeah, that's that's, that's my <laughs> intro.
2: <laughs> that intro. That is the intro. I don't, intro. I don't know what, I don't know what part two is. You're, you're driving the shit.
0: Bombs. Okay, uh, I mean, part two. It's these don't really have as much focus as like a normal episode would because if I'm, if I'm driving this bus, this bus careens off the road every five minutes. That's, that's, that's. That's the way how my most of our works. episodes are. What do you mean? <laughs>
2: We we still haven't hit structure yet. Yeah, that's (laughs) fair. Not complete structure. We're getting. We're just getting better, and it's getting more. We're getting more comfortable at it. It's more organized chaos now, less chaos. Eventually, Um, we'll be organized.
0: Let me talk about the um, the benefits of the gaming industry. So, advances in the gaming industry have uh, led to the creation and development of. more realistic simulation software that that we we use as, uh, we use at an educational level. You know, there's there's schools that uh up, that apply video games or educational educational video games as a whole exist, but schools use them to um to help their students, you know, it's something that relates to them because they, you know, they go home and play video games and you can use a video game platform and stuff it full of knowledge and use it as a
2: teaching experience. This is nothing. This is something I know nothing about.
0: Have you really? You never you never once like when you were a kid uh played any of those like educational games on the on the library laptop or library computers? Never once?
2: I don't recall having games as a part of a curriculum.
0: Well, it's not a part of the curriculum, but I mean like and, and when the when you have those like uh those computer classes, you know, they you ever have those like free days? Every once in a while. I vaguely while.
2: remember. I don't remember the last time. I don't remember the last class I had that I had a computer lab. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. We probably it's, did. It's, it's just it's not, been
0: forever. It's I I don't know. Maybe I just remember it because it it meant something
2: to me to have those games, you know, available. But anyways, the only games I remember is there was a game you could get. I forgot what it was called, but it was a ga- a computer game that would prepare you for the next grade. That's about it. <laughs>
1: there,
0: that, that that's enough. But anyways, so there's there's an educational aspect to be embraced as well. But uh, out, on the deeper level, there's like. Uh, very very in depth flight simulation uh software that they use to you know like as part of the training course for uh, I think like so there's it was, it was a military branch that uses I don't know point is that software exists I've I've seen it I've played with it a little bit and it is surprisingly in depth and I guess the point I was trying to make is that it's it's used outside of purely entertainment gaming is at least yeah yeah. Um, there was one, there's one story that I wanted to uh, bring up and it was, uh, it was, is a big point because it, it was, uh, it involved the video game world of Warcraft, you know, the massive, the massively multiplayer online game that has existed for basically ever and will probably exist for basically ever because blizzard don't stop, won't stop. Um, <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. They're always collecting that money. I mean, they got they got my monthly subscription, but um, there was an event that happened in uh 2005, right? Uh, is is known as the corrupted blood incident. So in this game, there's a situation where uh, players in one particular area, they're like they're they're fighting a raid boss for anybody that knows what that is. Um, they're in a combat scenario, and there's this there's this damage over time effect that's applied to the party. And because the coding wasn't perfect back then, there was a way both intentional and accidental for that because it spreads amongst the people around you hmm. like a virus. Right. And it there it happened. Let's see. How should I phrase this? Both intentionally and accidentally, it left that environment and got to the major city hubs in this multiplayer game. So that it started infecting more people. Hmm. And it was if it functioned as a very viral outbreak that was killing players left and right in the game. Right. And uh, researchers studied this to better understand how people would react to a viral outbreak in the real world. And, you know, there were people and I kind of wanted to bring it up because it applies to what we're going through right now with the coronavirus and the information they learned from that uh, actually benefited them. The team of researchers that did that back in 2005 are working to. Stop the coronavirus spread today, and they're using the information they gained off of a video game 15 years ago to help. And I think that's just—it's just interesting to look at because they—they found that you know most people will 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 like isolate themselves from those major city hubs in the game, and they're finding most people are isolating themselves today. But they also found that there were plenty of people that were just like, "Fuck that! I have this thing that I need to do," and that's like all the essential workers right now. Exposing themselves to the risk of this to achieve whatever objective thereafter.
2: Hmm. You know. Side note: This is off topic. There's something I noticed about this whole epidemic. Is it's impressive how dependent society has become to being social, to where people were ignoring what was going on to go see people. Like what do you mean? As in, it's. The worst thing in the world not to have constant human interaction. Well,
0: our our species as a whole is is an intensely social species. We only survived as long as we did because we're we have that social. No, aspect. I I know, I know.
2: But at the at the rate people are being social nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely there are people who can't not spend time
0: with people. Mm-hmm. It has definitely increased. You know. Uh, I've noticed that. I mean, for the most part, I just kind of like locked away in my room doing my own thing. But even then, like if I don't if I, if I don't spend a good chunk of that day interacting with the people I, that I talk to on Discord, like I don't get that social interaction. I'm going
2: to fucking blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's that's so fascinating to me because I have <laughs> no problem having zero communication with people. I guess. I mean,
0: I don't know. Maybe we'll have to test that one day. We'll have to just. Lock you away for a week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've
2: I've spent plenty of time by myself. Yeah, no, no.
0: I'm just saying, like, <laughs> oh, I I totally be I I could totally no no it. me no Callie just you alone with just your thoughts. me yeah. That's what I'm saying.
2: I don't, you still see, have I don't, a social. I don't aspect. I don't have I don't have a problem being alone with my own thoughts. That's what I'm getting
0: at. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think that's everybody else's problem either. I think it's just their innate need to interact with
2: members of their own species. That's at a biological level. We're wired to want to do that. Yeah, well, I but I'm referencing more, so it's like it's it, it goes more into a conversation about mental health crisis oh, and anything okay, else. Okay, I'm talking okay. about it's bad. It, it's ta- severely bad for most people's mental health not to be constantly interacting.
0: With yeah, people. you're t- you're talking about the people who are like like actively uh, engaging on social media, saying stuff like, "Look, if I can't see the homie soon, I'm about to off myself." Those people.
2: Well, not necessarily those people, but that <laughs> that, that does get really interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean. It's it's part of the reason I uh, uh, I re-upped my subscription to World of Warcraft so I could interact with more people. You know, it's fun playing the games I play, but that community is like unique in that it's entirely uh, varied amongst the you know every walk of life plays World of Warcraft. You know, there's kids that have their parents pay for their subscription. There's celebrities that play it. Henry Cavill plays World of Warcraft. You know, it's it's out there. It's everywhere. Everybody at every social level interacts with gaming in some way.
2: I apologize for being so silent this episode. This is this is the first time where I I don't have much to say on a topic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because now I'm like oh, I have to drive this whole episode, and I also don't have the timer over there, so I don't know what what what's going on. But oh no, I've got it.
2: I'll figure it out. It's because the timer keeps screwing up. I don't know oh. how or why
0: <laughs> I, I, it's it stopped at sixty nine. It just it jumped from 15 minutes to 69 minutes. And I was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
2: know. I know where the stopping point going to be, though. OK. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it is weird world applications. There's real- it seems like it's very limited, though. Well, like there's only there's only like so many things you kind of you kind of have to be
0: creative when you think of the potential real world applications right so there's there's the simulations that allow you to you know practice uh, practice a skill or whatever or prepare yourself for particular scenarios um, what i've seen a rise of in recently is uh, this platform called uh, vrchat which is basically people interacting in a in a virtual reality space in whatever environment they choose, you know. Oh, is that There's, where the
2: knuckles thing happened?
0: Yes, that's where the knuckles thing came <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs>
2: Ugandan Knuckles. That's <laughs> one of the best things that ever <laughs> happened in the internet.
0: That's that's where the Ugandan Knuckles thing thing came from. Do you know but, the way? <laughs> unfortunately, I know the way. But um <laughs> So like the, the environments that people engage in in, the, in that it range from you know parks which people are probably you know spending a lot of time of in recently and like there's even uh, nightclubs where people interact at, on a virtual level like they'll be getting drunk at home, but in the club, in this virtual space, interacting with other people. Full disclosure, I think stuff like that is stupid. What? <laughs>
2: okay, I, I'm not like, I if don't- you, If you want to be social, go out. Well, okay, they can't. Clubs are closed <laughs> right, right now. now. <laughs> but like, but you have to- That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm seeing a rise in it
0: recently. Like, at least in my social circle, like, I got more people that are like, yo, join us in VR chat. And I'm like, no. But- it's just, its not like a. I think it's dumb thing. It's more or less I'm. It's not like my type of thing. Like I don't go to the club in, in real life. i got to do it in the <laughs> virtual space. Virtual club. Yeah. <laughs> but like people, people who would go to you know like bars and get drunk and talk to people like not like not like the people who are trying to uh, troll through bars for booty. Not those people.
2: <laughs> but you know what if they? Uh, t- I mean they t- could. Tinder comes out with a club virtual reality. <laughs>
0: they could but like uh those people are like are seeking this out as an alternative you know and I, i've noticed that and it was pretty interesting that's, that's just another application in the real world you know Any anything that you can't do in person you could uh you could effectively do in that video game space um because of well this isn't really no i'm not even bringing it up because it's not related to gaming it's just a technology thing um I don't know the the applications are there. It's just whether or not people are creative enough to to use them, to apply them, you know, to to innovate and find a way to apply gaming to whatever aspect that they're concerned about or interested in. You know, I mean, we created a whole entertainment medium off of it. Off of it's not really focused around the video games. It's just that the video games are there while the person is there entertaining you, and that's the majority of the popular Twitch streamers. You know, like people don't watch a Twitch streamer to watch their games unless it's one of those. Uh, professional players like the the esports athletes. Unless it's somebody like them for them, for more more or less, it's just the the personality. You know, it's like the same reason you go and watch Kevin Hart on stage. It's the same reason you're going to watch so and so streamer play a video game, not because they're good at it, but because they're entertaining. You know, they react to things in a particular way, or they crack jokes about things,
2: and you would want to be there and experience that. Or, I think it's or, or or they or they drop the n bomb on a live stream. And By then, accident. then they get banned <laughs>
0: <laughs> funny story I don't know this streamer's name my friends do but uh, he was uh, there's this vi- there was this video floating around on Facebook it was a recording of him getting banned basically and uh, he he was playing PUBG oddly enough And he's in the airplane before the drop. And he's like, I wonder what the public chat's going on uh, or got going on right now. Turns on the in-game voice chat. And that's all he hears is racist stuff. And he immediately mutes it and goes, and
2: I'm banned. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just I just wanted to I just want to find a way to bring up the PewDiePie thing. Mm. Just because he made it seem like it was an accident. Nah, dude, that rolled off your tongue way too naturally. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't. Follow, watch, or interact with him on any it's level. It's amazing uh, social justice warrior culture nowadays. Like, man, think online gaming in 2005 to 2008. If it weren't
0: for the anonymity of it, I'm pretty sure that they would have attacked the entirety of the gamer player base.
2: Oh like, yeah, <laughs> when you're when you're anonymous, you can say whatever yeah. you want.
0: It's it's good and bad. You know, it protects you from the trolls, but it also enables the
2: trolls. Like anything that. Yeah, Dude, anonymity is amazing. Mm-hmm. The ways people abuse it is just. It, it really brings <laughs> to the foresight
0: someone's true nature. You know, when when you're completely anonymous and you're free to interact with people without any repercussions, like how do you behave? This is is the lawless wasteland. That's, I kind of want to like put everybody in that gaming in that in those shoes and like have everybody like interact with people on a social level in one of those video games to see how they behave and see how they act. That'd be an interesting study from my point of view, just to see how how their personality shifts. You know,
2: I get extremely I know, altruistic
0: in a gaming environment.
2: It seems really interesting though because. I think we're at a time where anonymity doesn't matter. People have no problem saying whatever they want at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, social media kind of ruined that one. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be anonymous to say to just show your <laughs> garbage. <laughs> That's
0: the world we live in. Where were we a few minutes ago? I had an idea or a thought that I wanted to bring up, but I can't remember what it was. It was springboarding off of. Well, did I have to prior do, like, to like, prior to my little story about somebody getting banned.
2: Oh, no, let was talking about VR. Talking about VR. It was interacting. Made a joke about like Tinder Club online virtual reality (laughs) it's gone it's gone
0: i'm sorry folks i had a great one i knew it it was in the back of my brain i was like this is gonna be great can't wait to bring it up and then you're you're gonna remember after the episode yes i am gonna have to like i don't know talk about it write it down something i'll try (laughs) greg is gonna write full notes before every episode from now (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a pre-planned thing though i didn't like write that in my notes for this one but man i just do not enjoy driving these episodes anyways Back to the topic at hand, the application of the of games in in, in those situations, you know, it's, it really is about uh, thinking and just finding a way to apply it, you know, like I was saying, people are substituting their their IRL uh, habits for the virtual space at least currently because of the whole seclusion that's going on but it's that, that's all there is to it you know it seems limiting from from the outside but that's only because you know people aren't trying well, well that, that to go, well that
2: goes it. to my thing is like is it necessary to try to shoehorn it like some people probably are trying to do definitely not because it, 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 it could very easily like that's one where it's only going to go so far before it's like okay we really don't need this to mm-hmm. be everything
0: yeah, it's, it's the same concept is like everything doesn't have to be a TV show. Everything doesn't have to you don't have to write everything into a song. You don't have to turn your entire you don't have to put your whole life
2: into your medium. It's also uh, there, we could also talk about the overestimation people put on gaming. Definitely. Like there's only so much you can do. Like mm. people are trying to like Every- I always I always hated the thing. Oh, it improves my hand eye coordination. It's not going to mm. stop me from slapping the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, it 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 improves your finger eye coordination coordination not your hand eye coordination
2: it, it's just, it's just funny these uh when people talk about like motor skills in gaming it's like look you guys are blown way out of proportion the they controller's are. not in your hand in real life <laughs> it's
0: well i mean the the controller is in your hand i mean in, 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 real, in real life in, in, in a, a real life scenario more yeah it's it yeah, was more of a it's it's very very uh what's the word It's very niche, the places that it does benefit you, you know, like obviously I've been gaming my whole life. So like my fine motor skills when it comes to my fingers are are developed a bit more than the average person, but they're only developed in a particular way, in a very particular way to use it. You know, like my hand's not any better than a normal person's hand at like any general task. But like when I have to mess with something incredibly small, you know, I, I at least from my perspective. I've definitely seen a difference in both my ability
2: to interact with something that small and someone else's who doesn't. Uh, that brings up another point. <laughs> um, perception and subjectivity mm. can lead, can lead to it's like you're perceiving that. Is that the actual case? I only have
0: myself as a case study. Exa- yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the <laughs> and there's <laughs> and there's that's, almost that's no, there's put almost put no that, way to measure it. I always put that grain of salt in there. It's like from my point of view, from what I've experienced, this is the case. I can't say it's the same for everybody else, but everybody I've talked to has said the same. But everybody I've talked to on this is a gamer, and everybody I've talked to on this is is a person, and everybody who talks is somebody who wants to talk themselves up. So they'll always say, "Yeah, it's made me better." That's that's human nature.
2: So it's also, that it's it's like <laughs> it's so common for everybody to think that you you have this collective idea, like <laughs> we have the superiority in this mighty mm. thing. <laughs> But it's also it's also think it's like, you know, it's not a skill that is as measurable to something like like me doing music, for example, like the effects of understanding and being able to play music on a brain level is like it's all it's it's pretty insane. With all the studies they've done and how it actually operates and creates neural pathways in your brain. Well, these studies
0: just need to then then we just lack the studies that have been done because it, it improves um, reaction time 100 percent. Is, is a fiercely competitive, uh, playground out there. And the, the difference between, uh, a, well, like a 0.6 second reaction and a 0.5 second reaction, it dictates, uh, the flow of a game in the, in the competitive world. So your reaction speed is as is, is at least adjusted depending on your level of gaming, like I'm gonna put it to you like this. Um, when it comes to playing video games in a competitive world in the online platform, at least in shooters, um, when you have a higher frame rate on your computer, right you have more frames displayed consistently. so when you have a higher frame rate displayed, there is a period a very small period, almost imperceptible period where there's a frame exposing your opponent and then or well the prior frame is they're not exposed there's a frame where they are exposed, and then the frame that everybody on the on the the lower end CPUs is seeing that single independent frame gives you a very small advantage and there are people that capitalize on that. So there is a, a marked increase, at least at the serious level of people who have increased their reaction speed so that they, they can take advantage of situations like that. There's a very shitty way to say that because I can't coordinate my thoughts in any in, in any conversation. But OK, well, here's a question. Um, it's like any, how well, any how, skill how you can you get before a wall, you, huh?
2: How, how expansive before you hit a wall and does it allow for processing in, in an abstract nature?
0: I don't. I don't like to uh, think in the abstract because I'm. I'm thinking at a, at a purely functional level. The I'm talking. Human- I'm, ta-
2: I'm, ta- I'm talking in a all-around fashion.
0: Like, well, I'm not the, talking base
2: level. That, well, that's what I'm getting at. Is can you go beyond base level things?
0: Like, what do you? Well, what do you mean?
2: Does it help you process other things?
0: Absolutely, I I process information given to me from in, in like a uh, on on any monitor faster than what I have not been like because I'm in that scenario. I'm constantly reading stuff off of a off of a display. I'm more attuned to more attuned to the information given to me in a displayed format versus like, I don't know the real world. If that makes sense. Like I'll pick things up visually from a monitor faster than I do
2: looking outside. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to word this because <laughs> does it help with things outside of, Like you say, screens, I'm saying, does it translate to things that aren't related to tech?
0: Yeah, your reaction time improves. That's not that's not video games only. Besides that. Let's see. I don't know. I haven't explored this line of thinking. I can't say that it does. I can't say that it doesn't. I'm sure it does in some way. I'm sure somebody has that information available, but it's not me. Anything that you do consistently will improve your abilities to do something in some way. It's not exclusive to creating music. It's not exclusive. No, to no, no. What what I mean is, like, is it, are, are there limits to it? I don't know if there's limits. We haven't reached them. If there's limits, we, we need to explore and find them. That's my answer. Are there limits? I don't know. We haven't reached them yet. OK. <laughs> You're asking you're asking the wrong person for these for these for these inquiries, man. You're like, well, what are these limits? I don't care. I don't look that deep into it. But that
2: but that's the thing is like it's it's more so. Is it worth it even bringing it up then?
0: In in what respect? Like, well, like, like what, try, pers- if, what person brings up something that gives you this 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 line of thought? It's what what did somebody bring necessary. up that makes you it's, question it?
2: It's like if there's a question, what are the benefits of gaming? in an all-around sense and not just like niche things.
0: I will attribute my ability to pick up new tasks to my history of gaming. My aptitude for picking something up quickly is derivative of my experience playing video games because I would often have to pick up a new concept very fast. Oh, really? What kind of skills? Well, it's okay. So at work, right? I build mirrors, right? And um, my ability to take instruction and my ability to take instruction and apply it myself and then develop that skill immediately is derived from video games because I often play more challenging ones where it's sink or swim. And so this new idea, this new concept, this new strategy is is displayed for you. You have to pick it up and apply it immediately. Otherwise, you can't succeed at whatever you're trying to do in the game. So it's, I've, it's changed my way of thinking so that I'm I'm apt to pick something up fast
2: if that makes okay. sense. No, that does make sense. That, those are the like, kind of answers I'm looking for. Okay. Well, see, then, well but, but see the thing. It's like, it's one of those things. It's like. It goes back to the whole face and faceless thing. The faceless is required to justify proving to a po- a, a majority okay. that something is valid.
1: Just That's saying, fair. oh,
2: this. Yeah, we are improved in these kinds of things. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it, all your gamer friends. We have these minor improvements and things that no one else can see.
0: Well, it's, it just needs that one person to explain it. That's all
2: it really is. I suppose. I don't know. Now, that begs the question. Are there not enough people trying to prove that?
0: It's part of this part of the, the reason for the show or not for the show for the episode.
2: That's <laughs> the whole <laughs> the reason for the entire, for her not to say the entire show. But <laughs> That's for no. the other show.
0: It's it's part of the whole, you know, the validity of gaming. There needs to be more people out there that are proving these concepts. Definitely, I would say um, there's there's more there's more to it than what I'm able to convey, but it's necessary. But there there needs to be more people out there proving that these concepts are valid. Well, it it goes back to the well, whole
2: thing so. where it's, you know, it's impressive that um, schools are always, schools always cut arts first before they even think about touching sports.
0: Yeah, that's I I'll, I have never and will never understand that because but let's see. The only reason they don't cut sports is because people have the uh, the potential to create a, what, a, a sports career off of it. That's no, it. it's
2: because schools make money off of it. Oh, schools make money off of it. They charge for the games. They're not free. <laughs> I've never had anybody charge for a game that I played in. High school, they do. Did you play in high school? High school, no. you got high school. You got to no. pay. Nah. I mean if that, I'm not high talking school, about I was
0: on the team. I'm and not then talking I was about like, no, you know I'm, I'm not talking about, about this. like a
2: like an independent league or like like playing in Little League they don't charge for that. But like like school sports events. The- I've been to
0: high school sports
2: events and I didn't pay
0: to get really them. no.
2: Maybe that was just my school.
0: I I mean you did go. Didn't you say you went to like I went like, to East Kentwood? Oh. At least I remember, at least I'm
2: pretty sure they did.
0: I've I've been to an EK game really? without paying. I yes. swear
2: they charged.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know how it happened, but I was there. For like five minutes and then i was like all right i'm gonna leave and go get
2: high, <laughs> go get high? i swear for some reason i thought they might or may, maybe maybe or you know they might i don't know maybe i'm remembering this correctly dude i haven't been in high school in so long yeah it's been like been, a decade it's been, over, it's been over a decade yeah it's my 11th year out of high school nice. this year so long ago mm-hmm. i feel so old but yeah no maybe i'm just remembering that incorrectly i don't know it's I know. Th- I know you can buy but, concessions. But <laughs> when schools
0: cut arts, when schools cut arts programs, I get upset as as a gamer because you know a gaming is an expression of art. You know, somebody has to create those those landscapes. Somebody creates the artwork, the character models, the the music, the the uh, the lighting. So there's 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 art at every level of it. You know, it's it's less about somebody playing a game and more about somebody experiencing someone's expression of art. That's the way I look at video games. You know. I mean, I don't look too deep to figure out, you know, this particular artist or this particular person. I more or less leave. I I mean, we all know I'm the face. I leave that information out so that I don't develop a bias. But I appreciate it where it is. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, it's like it's I won't play a game that's visually grating to me or I won't play a game where the soundtrack is off or the audio sounds terrible. It's like somebody creates something they there. Somebody creates art and it's, I don't know. It's just consumption of art. Same reason you look at like paintings. Same reason you listen to music. It's just enjoyable.
2: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that, well, that's just the question I, I, I was trying to pose is, you know, could there be could there be stronger, could there have been stronger validity had the approach to looking at gaming been taken to anything else? Wait, what? Can you rephrase that? Could gaming have been taken more seriously earlier on if it was approached and viewed in the same way that most other things are viewed.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, at, at the conception of gaming, people really just kind of looked at it and were like, that's a hobby. Fuck that is not important.
2: Oh, I mean, it, it, and it was also something it's like, you know, it was one of those, it's, you know, changed now, but it's one of those things where people just got them for their kids to mm-hmm. occupy their time. Yeah. Well,
0: cause the, the term video game implies that it's not, not relevant, you know. Games aren't important. Games aren't serious. Games aren't something that should be taken seriously. Whereas you have, like, you're talking about cutting arts for sports uh, uh, a few minutes ago. Sports aren't like no one describes football games as football games. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a sport. It's not just people wearing shit and playing a game. Like it should be more adequately described. Like people are like, oh, the
2: sport of football. You mean the game? The game. <laughs> You know, it, it's almost seen as some higher intelligence. Oh, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm getting tickets to the Super Bowl. You're getting tickets to the Super Game.
2: <laughs> to the Super Game.
0: <laughs> right. It makes it sound less, less important, less serious. As it's, it's just how people talk about things in general. Yeah, it should have been taken more seriously. And yes, it could be further along if uh, if it was taken more seriously. But that's that's at a societal level. You know, as much as I beg, plead and push, nobody's going to take it as seriously as it needs to be taken. Just gonna I mean it just it's just proving that time is what's necessary. When we hit, we now have like official esports after X amount of time. You know, uh what was it? Uh one uh I forget who it was. Does the name Garnet ring a bell? No. Okay, like not not the jewel. Um there's there was like a uh it's like a Forbes magazine type thing, you know? An article uh publishing website or whatever a publication yeah publication yeah see this is this is why i don't like having conversations because i there's i've spent all my time playing video games and reading and shit and so there's like a billion words up here and i can never pull the right ones at the right time anyways i digress uh they were they were they were talking about uh what was it? an economist i think was talking about uh the projection of the uh the revenue growth for the gaming industry by 2022 should hit like 230 some billion dollars in revenue. And I was like, that's pretty crazy considering that's only two years away. But that's how I saw it. And I was like, that's I don't even remember where I was coming from with this. If I'm being completely honest.
2: Oh, that's like,
0: like 30 seconds ago. Where was I?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You were talking about was it Garnett?
0: No, like 10 seconds prior to that. Oh, 10
2: seconds prior to (laughs) Come on dude, you're my know. memory <laughs> <laughs>
0: no um they were talking about the projected growth of uh, of the video game industry and like that that relevance is is uh what I feel is like necessary Oh what I was saying is that like time time is what's necessary because over time, we got esports. You know, in those two years, the revenue stream will grow with more time. Maybe it'll get more even more mainstream acceptance. It'll just be a part of life. You know, like everybody's got that that dad and his buddies who hang out and watch the Super Bowl and drink beer and eat hot wings and shit. Well, everybody's about to have the 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 like the family thing where we play video games together as opposed to, you know, sitting down and playing Monopoly and getting angry it, it, at hold each on. Other.
2: It's like uh, it's like we said uh. In the last episode, about how anime is for the whole family now that yeah everyone growing up with it is
0: just like yeah and everybody it's a trickle down thing it's right? the same thing with it's the same thing with gaming it's going to become like the norm
2: but yet sex work still is not accepted even though prostitution is the oldest profession in existence <laughs> it's got to be the trickle down thing it's got to be the family event <laughs> family feet picks <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I just feel like we're going to try to talk about feet pics in every single episode we ever do. I'm going to talk this about been... feet
0: pics in every single episode until there's more demand for them so I can sell mine. <laughs> I know one's dude feet pics. You'd be surprised, dude. Uh, I bye. found a, I found a really interesting uh, subreddit that was that was all about topless dudes. Not normal dudes, like topless, hairy, beefy dudes, I want to say. Bears is what they're called in this specific community.
1: Uh, I was like, what?
2: That note we're gonna take another water break.
0: Welcome back to the prefer not to say podcast.
2: we are in the third Part. i wanted to say half, but there doesn't half. <laughs>
0: yeah third half I like that third half <laughs> the third half of the uh validity of gaming episode uh sorry for the uh in the uh incoherent rambling in the in the in the second half <laughs>
2: <laughs> it always becomes incoherent rambling at some point. This is why I can't drive shows. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll get there. We just gotta Mm -hmm. just eventually we'll have to like outline the show because you know we're still in our infancy. Yeah, third quarter. Yeah, I'm still worried that even with an outline,
0: like if we had a whiteboard in here, I'm still not gonna be on track. It's just the way my brain operates. I mean, we talked about that before, though. That's why, like, I I play video games, listen to music, watch TV all at the same time.
2: Huh? That is interesting. But yeah. So so so. Hold on, side note, found out. I I'm I found a link to buy tickets to an East Kentwood football game. Wow.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say about that.
2: <laughs> if I'm reading this
1: correctly.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say other than uh you don't know me, don't come after me. But I was at <laughs> one of those games and I didn't pay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean back then, who, did you did you pay to get in anywhere? No. <laughs> Where there was admission, Mm-mm. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know this. I remember it that way. I could be totally wrong about that. I've but. done
0: I've done a lot of things that I shouldn't talk about, and a lot of things that I'm willing to talk about. But like
2: <laughs> a lot of them include
0: not paying for stuff.
2: Uh, so what's the so so what's the third section going to be about?
0: It's a, like a it's like a personal interconnectivity topic. I, I could say. You know, Um, it brings people together. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Uh, You know, gaming, at least in the multiplayer uh, realm, because there's a lot there's there's a whole single player aspect to it, which is more or less just you exploring some some medium that an artist created. But at the multiplayer level, there's there's this interconnectivity that it breeds, you know, and it's borderless aside from like region locked games. Um, Several times I've I've played video games. More so in the past, less less now because I'm less into multiplayer stuff, but I've interacted with people and then formed friendships with people that I'll never meet in, in the physical space or I'll likely never meet in the physical space. You know, I've I've found and created that well, I didn't create. I found a group of people that I played with that were overseas. I've played with people in Japan who barely spoke English. It was kind of interesting how like that dynamic worked, but it's it really goes to show that the the video game industry created a community
2: that's both borderless and breaks language barriers. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I, I want to clarify. The only thing I find really stupid is VR clubbing.
0: Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. That's that's fair. Everybody finds not. <laughs> you don't have to accept all of gaming. Not all of it's great. You know, and it's fine that you have you have that opinion.
2: You know, I, I'm not. I'm not keen on it myself. I also don't think less of anybody. If you Mm -hmm. like over socialize, Mm -hmm. that's you do you. I mean, I do think there's, I'd say there's a lot of validity in just internet communication in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people make really good they make better friends online than they do in real life sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um, The way I look at uh, connecting with people across the globe in gaming is that you're introduced to each other in an environment that you, you know, that you both have common ground. You're both, obviously interested in whatever medium you're playing in you know like if i if i meet some people in world of warcraft i'm like we obviously both play world of warcraft that's something that we could talk about and you could form a relationship off of that there's people who've met each other playing these games and then have moved across the country or from one country to another across states to to be with each other and then wind up getting married like there is there's been more than one like in life or IRL and then in the virtual space marriage in World of Warcraft you know I
2: mean, it happens all the time I mean there is there is something I saw uh, somebody was getting married in, in uh, Animal Crossing no this is no 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 one. no. it wasn't no they were getting married in real life this wasn't in a game or anything this was yep. a, a dude had one of his gamer friends who like didn't live in his in his area he, oh, he, like, his states away yeah it was his best man and he's yep. like this is the first time I'm meeting him is he's my best man and in, mm-hmm. in my wedding he's like he's like you know Tell me tell me online's aren't real friends.
0: Honestly. Um the the Animal Crossing thing I, I brought up was uh this recent story that's been circulating around about this couple that got married and then like because of the whole lockdown they couldn't really do the the uh what's it called? The the actual like ceremony? Ceremony, that's the word. Yep. They couldn't do the actual like ceremony as they as they wanted to where they planned to obviously because there's no availability because of what's going on but so they did their best and then they kind of did like a mock one in Animal Crossing to like oh man explore it a that's little amazing bit. like it's just, <laughs> just something an- it's just a great story that they have to remember it by now you know that that means so much to them that they were able to incorporate it into their into their wedding experience Animal
2: Crossing is popping right now yeah yeah it is it's just it, and just it's not limited to any specific person. Like when I first saw that, my first instinct because I'm male chauvinist pig was that's a girly game. And then seeing a bunch of my dude friends like binge playing it. I'm like, that's maybe I got to get this game. Yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah. OK, so that's the other thing is like gaming can help change uh, someone's perspective on on like. I don't want to say gender roles, but basically gender roles, you know, like you were saying, like you saw it and it was like, that's not like a typical dude game, you know, and which what about dudes are playing? I, <laughs> I agree. It's not your typical dude game, but your typical dude game is like fucking call of duty, you know? Oh, yeah, that's it's- true exploring more into like stuff that you're not familiar with. If is, anything, I thought Animal beneficial.
2: Crossing if anything, I thought Animal Crossing seemed more like a kid's uh, yeah, game, like a little kid's that's game. That's how I
0: perceived it. Until like I actually like it came out and all my friends were in an uproar and I was asking them, I was like, What what's so interesting about this? Like, why do you what aspects of this game do you like? And they're like, Well, it's a change of pace from what I normally play, and what they normally play is like competitive stuff online. This is a very, very calm, almost therapeutic. Uh, a game where it's just like doing a bunch of menial tasks. Kawhi. Well, it's not even really their inner kawaii. It's just, it's just them. The inner um, cuteness. their, it's their <laughs> inner cuteness. I guess. I guess you could say that. But it's it's really the the calm, menial, repetitive, beneficial tasks they do. Like they go fishing in it. They plant a garden. They. Go and dig up bones for their museum. Like they do all this normal calm it's stuff. The
2: ultimate relaxer.
0: Yeah, and I think it dropped at a perfect time, honestly. <laughs> with everybody going absolutely bonkers over this coronavirus stuff. It's it's nice to know that a lot of my friends are either coming home from their essential work or dealing with their uh their lockdown by just you know just
1: going very, out, very peacefully an Animal Crossing.
0: handling something you know just i'm gonna hop on animal animal crossing and i'm gonna take care of like my my farm space or like i'm gonna go fishing or whatever in the so virtual world it's almost world like a, almost like a cute version world. of
2: minecraft except you don't like build things I'm, i think there's some level of building to it but i don't i don't know oh, I'll so play it's, the cu- game. it's cute minecraft <laughs> maybe
0: maybe basically
2: so I just see a bunch of people like playing it on social media. I'm just like, yo, is this game really all that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've
0: considered getting another switch for it.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> just to see what the- yeah. it's going to be one of those things where you're like, I don't see what the hype is. And then you're just playing it for hours at a mm. time. Like,
0: Man, this is really nice. Mm. It's like when you introduce somebody uh, to a Pokemon for the first time. They're like, what? Is, what is it? This isn't interesting. Then they catch like their first three, and they're like, I have to catch them all. Like, ah, <laughs> you're addicted. Uh, but before
2: then, you had to buy multiple games to catch them all. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm, you still do. You still do because oh, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, do they I, do the I nonsense think- where they release the two main ones and then do the combo game right after? I don't think they do that so much anymore. But it's it's more or less
0: um, when it, when a newer game comes out, there's newer features added on to it. Like the the most recent ones I know of are like sun and moon and then like ultra sun and ultra moon have like different features in the game and like different changes as opposed to their original versions it's like getting oh, a it's like getting a definitive edition of something it's like getting the uh what's it called like a collector's edition of an album or something like that where it has like the hidden bonus tracks it just has everything um yeah so it's, it's something like that and then uh what's the word The the big variance in like the modern Pokemon games of the whole that you still have to like have multiple games or at least have friends that have multiple games. I don't think they have any one game out that has the entire history of Pokemon in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm aware, you have to trade stuff into it, into your game now. But that's almost like I saw forced interconnectivity. I saw an
2: amazing thing. Someone said that they had... They still have their level 100 Charizard from their original games. Because apparently there was a per- apparently there was a function to where you could trade up mm-hmm. and he's continue He still has this Charizard. Oh,
0: OK. So I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. So there was there was a as as far as I'm aware, there's a, there was a function where you could trade up from like uh, the original Pokemon games like uh, red, br- red, Blue, Green and Yellow. Um, where you could trade up into the Johto series for like uh Silver, Gold, and Crystal. I'm, I'm not sure if it kept going, but if it did, that's
2: really no, yeah, cool. No, there was some function in some game where it was like it allowed for that, that you could keep mm-hmm. trading up. And he said he still has this level 100 Charizard. He said it's, I think he said it was like 16 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe more than that. Cause I think he traded it from those original games. It, it was, it was just a while. And he was like, I can't wait to the time when I'm on my deathbed and I get to pass that down to somebody like <laughs> trade it to their game and they get to pass it down. I was like, this is my original know, Charizard. Pokemon. That's so
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: you know what I wish? I wish there was a, actually what, what more would you like to say about the, like
0: the, inter- the interconnectivity of video game? Yeah. Um, really, I just wanted to touch on that social aspect of it that, you know, there is a community there. There's, there's, there's an opportunity to grow your communities. There's, I don't know, I've met friends online. I have friends that I play with that I've, I've, like I said, I will likely never meet in person. I have friends that I play with that I've only met through gaming. Like
2: and so the podcast blows up, then you can just go to these people's houses <laughs> randomly and be like, What up, dude?
0: I'm here in real life. And then fly all over the planet like, It's me,
2: Brodo Bird. <laughs> Get a costume made and everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, online, it's, you know, it's weird to think it's so normalized now that it's not weird to have friends online. Mm. You know, it was like if you dated online, it was weird at one point. But now it's just the norm.
0: I did that. And people thought I was weird for it. I was like, yeah, it was just it was just a, it was a non-physical relationship that I had. Oh, well. Worked for me. Worked for that person. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it it, I don't know. I feel like it's it's definitely allowed me to, like, view things differently as far as, like, managing uh, a relationship with someone. Like, a lot of times I'll see people who are like, I can't spend more than a few minutes away from so-and-so person. I'm like, as long as I can contact them in some way, I'm, I'm cool. You know, I've had those friends that I that I don't physically contact, you know. I only call them or I text them or I play games with them. I had a whole fucking relationship like that.
2: That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do an online relationship. That seems really interesting. It's different. It's,
0: it's <laughs> you got to have a different goal in mind. It's really more or less just like having a, a confidant, someone that you can confide in, someone that you 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 trust. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think I think one thing I I think would expand it is reaching people like finding a way to make games or try to just overall make things. I don't want to say more inclusive, but appeal to a wider audience appeal to people that wouldn't normally because it's video games aren't really niche at this point. It's just, I have yet to find anything that would make me jump in that. Got a, the,
0: the video game has to be created that appeals to somebody who's not, not interested in video games. Basically,
2: not just that, but I think the typical things that go on in video games are things that it's like I'm not interested in those things, so it's just hard for me. Like, you know, I can't play. Like, I am very vocal, and it, I, I offend to joke, but I am not into medieval fantasy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of games like that. Okay, or you know, obviously, I'm not playing the shoot 'em up games because mm-hmm. it's like I'm terrible at those anyway, and I don't, I don't feel like putting the time and effort to to develop the skill. <laughs> but but it, yeah. there, it's like there aren't that many games that. Are, like align with my interests. I mean, it's like, I like music. Yes, there are games, music-oriented games, but Generally, nothing that... the, the very popular ones are
0: just rhythm games. They're anyways. just watered
2: down just... Yeah, it's just very watered down and streamlined to where it's like it's meant for everybody, so it's mm-hmm. like you know, like, I, I remember the worst, it was DJ Hero. That I, was...
0: <laughs> I, I played that for all of like five minutes before, because even for rhythm games, I thought that one was really basic.
2: It was... It wasn't designed well. I I played it once and I couldn't play it. It just I couldn't wrap my head around it because it was like, this isn't I know this how this isn't would, what DJing I know. Is. I know how to do this. It's <laughs> scratching's easy. This isn't this isn't what this is. It makes is, no sense. The there button, is there's buttons on here. It's it was just weird. There was an interview with I
0: think it was Slash who uh, who was like uh, he was being interviewed and they were talking about Guitar Hero and he was like, yeah. Like I play a real fucking guitar and I can't play Guitar Hero.
2: <laughs> it is harder to it is harder to play Guitar Hero if you don't, if you know how to play um, instruments because because five you, buttons don't make
0: I mean, sense. That and your brain's trying to hit the actual like pl- position on the fretboard, whereas like your eyes are telling you just stay up here, just hit these five little
2: areas. I mean, there is this kind of like game thing where it teaches you how to play real guitar, but it's mm-hmm. not like a game game. But yeah, like playing talking about like Rocksmith. Is it Rocksmith?
0: The one that the one that shipped with a uh, an electronic MIDI guitar that had buttons all along the fretboard, and that you could take an actual electric guitar and plug it into. That's probably what play. it is. Yeah, <clears throat> that's pro- that's probably that, what it that's, is. that's 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 Guitar Hero Pro mode. That's what I call that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actual Guitar Hero, yeah. <laughs> Guitar Savior, more like. Mm,
0: yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, "That's a bit much. I don't think I could pick all that up." But I mean. That's an opportunity right there. They they turned a video game into basically an educational platform for music. Like you, you basically teach somebody how to play guitar with that. Or at least how to play those specific songs that they have in
2: that.
1: Yeah, platform. I mean, it's
2: like and it's just it's just it's not that much. It's only
0: attaching. It's not as it's not it's not the best. It's like getting five percent of what you should get to learn how to play guitar. Yeah,
2: and it's like it's really hard. It's it's almost easier to just learn like scales and chords Mm -hmm. you could just look at the graph if if it makes sense it makes sense if it doesn't it doesn't some people don't have rhythm that is the thing it blows my mind because it's it's i don't know if you're just born with it or not that's the sort of thing. It's like nature nurture but you know even video games can't help people (laughs) i've never i
0: don't know if it's that i have rhythm or that i lack rhythm but i don't understand the concept behind not having rhythm like i when people say they when oftentimes when people give me an example of, oh, this person doesn't have rhythm, they have like somebody who's like snapping their fingers to a beat and they're off beat. And I'm like, how? How are you off beat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like right. It's right it's, there. It's so
0: weird. It's so I don't understand it when people say they don't have rhythm. I'm like, do they just
2: lack the, the timing? Like, I mean, there are things that I don't understand. Like, I don't understand left handed guitar and I'm left handed. Isn't that a brain teaser? I couldn't do it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, I My thing was, I want my dominant hand controlling the fretboard. See, but I'm
0: right-handed, and like that's how I would play it with my left hand on the fretboard. And that's my non-dominant hand.
2: Yeah, because the dominant hand is picking. Yeah, you just said you
0: want your dominant hand on the fretboard.
2: Yeah, I know. I want my dominant hand. Your dominant hand is your right-handed, right? Yeah. Your dominant hand is picking. That's traditionally why people do that, mm-hmm. is because...
0: Oh, you're saying as a left handed individual? As a yeah. left handed
2: individual, I prefer to control the fretboard with my left hand, but I'm probably, I'm like, I like dip my toes and being ambidextrous mm-hmm. because I, I, I do things right, certain things right handed. Anyways, off topic. So get back to what I was talking about. About mm-hmm. how, yeah, I don't. The game that appeals to you. Yeah, it's.
0: It's honestly, I'm gonna say it's about it's it's about trying a few things. It's 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 literally about like just just diving in, try a couple things that you. I, I, might- I think
2: I think it's more so. It's like it's the stuff I played over the years. I I grew up with friends who had video games, so I played just like all these different games. But you haven't played all these modern
0: games, so like. The, there's this. There, I have this story about how I was in a GameStop a long time ago, and this this elderly woman, you know, approached me and asked me about some video games. And I'm like, well, she had her whole life to try out these games as they came out, but it was the modern games that piqued her interest. it was the modern games that she was actually able to get interested in. So this elderly lady was asking me, was like, what do you think of this game? What do you think of that game?" And me, being the the uh, the assuming piece of shit I was, I was like, "Oh, you're buying a game for your kid?" She's like, "No, this is for me." And like that, that was the first thing that showed me that the elderly play video games and like they they, they didn't their whole lives. They're just now getting into it. And uh, one of the big things she said about it was that like the level of realism, you know, it, it went from being Pong and being little 8 bit dudes to like actual people in a 3D
2: space. Well, my problem comes with the stories. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like any stories from video games nine times out of ten. Well, yeah. It, it it panders to certain interests that I just like. They're not going to. No one's making an, no one's making video game. That's more so like akin to the art house films that I like.
1: Hmm.
0: I think there's one video game you might be interested in, uh, but it, I don't know. Have you heard of Death Stranding? I'm sure you have. I heard of it. Have you seen anything about like the narrative of it? Because I mean, it is a Hideo Kojima game. Everybody knows Hideo Kojima's probably off doing drugs when he helps create these games. Does he probably make horror games? Or I mean, like thriller esque games. I'm just gonna say they're interesting. I wouldn't really like try to <clears throat> define it as just one of those. Cause like well, I don't I don't picture any of the Metal Gear games as like
2: horror or thriller. You know, those are espionage games. Oh, and he yeah. made all those. Well, I, I think it's also I think I just have a problem with the active gaming, like uh, the physical active gaming mm. just does not sit well with my brain. Hmm.
0: Like in what what particular aspect Like is it? Is it just the being stationary and sedentary thing? Or, is yeah, it like that's that's primarily it. The, uh, and then
2: that peripheries I mean, it, or peripherals. Not so much that, but it is just the act. It's it's easy for me to get exhausted in something like that because it's like my focus is pretty much limited to the game and how I'm controlling it. Okay. like I spend a lot of time in front of a screen doing music, but there's just there's so much more going on with that to where it's like I'm easily, you know, it's like I can never get tired of that. But it's like I can, you know, I can do things off screen. I can't really do things off screen while playing a game. And have it still be connected to the game.
0: Like what? What type of things do you do off screen? You mean like the these extra peripherals you have? Like the, yeah, like, like the it's board and stuff. Like yeah, all that. Okay. So like
2: I could easily like you know most things, especially because I don't I don't even have a lot of stuff now. But there's a lot of accessories and peripherals made for music to take you off the screen. Hmm. That's why you see controllers with a bunch of knobs on them. So you can like you know, I could program like. I don't have Ableton pull up right now, but like Ableton has a function where you can like take a controller and assign different things to all your knobs and sliders. So you can take out, take your eyes off screen. Okay. Um,
0: then console gaming is not your thing. Your thing would be PC gaming. Cause you can, you, you can alter the way you interact with the, these games and, uh, create off screen peripherals that you interact with more with there's there's dude played uh call of duty with a goddamn banana or no yes. overwatch <laughs> with, with some fucking bananas i shit you not you can you can create an alternative peripheral if that's what you're that's what you're looking for like some way to take your focus off of the game and into the real space
2: i think it i don't know I, my hypothesis on it is it's something it's because it's something that i can i can't unplug from a game Maybe that's where the thing is. Cause like with music, I don't have to have my stuff on to do music. So it's,
0: it's, it's, it's that you can't turn off a game to play a game.
2: I don't know. I just, I, maybe it's just, like that's, maybe that's it just how that sounds. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it just, just, my brain does not click when it comes to gaming. It's uh, hard to pinpoint. Hmm. Like I've never been able to game long
0: ever. Okay. I think I think more or less it's really it's not it's not that uh, it's not that you you can't click with gaming. It's that you, I think very deep in your core, you just have absolutely negative interest in gaming because it's Probably. not something it's know. not something that you put in a it's not something that you can put in the physical fo- into physical form. You know, it's all digital. It's all on a piece of hardware in front of you,
2: you know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe it's also the thing. It's like there's not much for me that sh- to show from it from for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, accomplishments in a game. It's like that's not enough. There's no product as a result of it.
0: Mm, OK, maybe it's just
2: maybe it's just like, you know, like, it's like I always said, it's like I would have no problem like doing sound design and music for a video game, but it's like a final product as a result and not just an accomplishment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you could play a game and it could spit out a physical. uh <laughs> of <laughs> uh, 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 a, 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 a phys- some sort of a physical object uh, uh, based on your performance and you'd be more interested in it probably <laughs> <laughs>
1: God damn.
0: What about what about All right, so check this be out. amazing. Check this out. You're playing you're playing like Battlefield or something and at the end of round you have your you have your computer hooked up to a fucking <laughs> 3D uh, printer or something and, like that? No, those one of those old school uh printers that you always see in the the like the noir films where it's like it's got all those hole punches on the side. Oh, of what it. a dot matrix printer? That. Yeah, you have one of those hooked up to it somehow. It's like you beat you you, you, you play around a Battlefield and then the scoreboard fucking prints out with like uh, a, 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 a super breakdown of like everything you've done, like shots missed, all this stuff, all the all the technical information.
2: You know, I think I have. I think I just thought of the best way to word it. What? It's too much of being a consumer and not being a creator.
0: Ah, okay, that's what it is.
2: I think cool. that's probably what it is. Have you ever tried Minecraft? <laughs> I'm not. No, I think it's like, that's just, yeah, it it's a little too hokey for me. <laughs> I didn't picture you for like a sandbox Did you see that article about the person. dude who created the entire leaf village in Minecraft? Yeah. People are always <laughs> doing wild stuff with video games. That's,
0: that's what I like about it too, is like every, every time somebody creates this like, this infinitely expanding like sandbox environment, people tend to do crazy stuff. Like, oh, this, this game didn't do all too well, didn't age well, but it was called No Man's Sky. I heard by, of it. Uh, I think
2: it was called Happy Games or whatever. Happy Games. I wonder how they pulled just, off getting the most generic name in it was, licensing so, it, was, so, it was like
0: Happy Games <laughs> or Happy Gaming or something like that. I can't remember the name of the the studio. I might be entirely off and thinking of a different studio. But they they created this game and the core concept is that you're like traveling through space, but the way that they 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 designed it as uh the the software had the potential to create to to cuz it used a uh, basically a a procedural generation for like all the planets and all the fauna and flora on them. And, uh, it had the potential to create 16 quintillion unique worlds, right. Based on all the, uh, the variants and the creatures and the, the plant life and the worlds. Um, and they have this, this infinite, uh, effectively infinite exploration space where people are to this day, still flying around and checking out new stuff. And, People are they, they have they've had updates where people are allowed to like you now create things, you know, you can create a base on a planet. You can you can essentially mine a fucking planet out, you know, you go, oh, this planet is made out of basically just gold. Well, guess what you're doing? Clearing it all out like there's a lot to explore and potentially create in a game like that. So there might be something for you to look look into, but I don't I don't recommend that game. There's a there's a better much better alternative that's like still in the
2: works yeah i mean I th- that's why like i said it's like you know it's like i'd probably have i'd have no problem being a part of a game mm. but as far as playing and I, and I think it's and i think i've noticed it's like if i do play any sort of game it's like really basic app games mm. like modern games i think it's like the complexity of it is just like i just find no entertainment in something that real damn like i'll play like i'll, I'll yo, give me a super nintendo game i'll play that any of these like because it, it's so funny because it's almost like backwards like people love the realism in games and i'm just like nah i'm not about okay. it
0: okay <laughs> okay so you you could you could find more in um like we kind of just turned this whole fucking chunk into just a we're diving into james uh about how, why why he is or isn't playing games
2: and i'm cool with that but uh. well, th- there there is also the aspect of i have two big interests that already are time consuming and cost mm. a lot of money so adding another just wouldn't make sense.
0: Well, what I was going to say is uh, you're more interested in the games from the, the games of yesteryear when gaming was just gaming, you know, it, was, it wasn't like like I'm I'm what you would call a gamer. You know, I play video games that have this whole like competitive aspect to it. There's that's, that's, like more invested into it, whereas somebody who plays games is somebody who like, you know, just enjoys them to enjoy them. You know, like, this is just a fun little thing I do every once in a while, you know. I think that's what you you would uh, you would would appeal to you more. You know, you're looking for.
2: Honestly, I'm considering it. The, have you seen it? It's called the Superboy. It's a handheld that plays cartridge games. <sighs> I haven't seen it myself. <laughs> but I I saw I've seen like small ads for it. I'm like, it's it's one of those like, a-
0: it's one of those like uh, those smaller compilation systems. Like they have that. No 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 like it,
2: it's not no it's it's literally cartridge slot. Yeah. Well, no, there's there's ones that are there are ones that are um, uh, internal memory based where they int- load an entire catalog. What, what, I'm, what I'm
0: saying is it, it sounds like one of the one of those um, compilation games where they have like this little Nintendo thing, but it plays like Nintendo. Uh, Sega Genesis and like all these other different it's it's a throwback to all the older games, but it's compiled into a small little device. Oh, you
2: can just like put all the different cartridges all around. Yeah. I, you
0: know, I think I have seen that. That's 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 what I was saying. Is it sounds like something like that cuz I've never
2: heard of a fucking Superboy. Yeah, it's it just does like like Super Nintendo games. Oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's just specific to that. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen what you're talking about though. It has like all the different slots. Mm-hmm. Which is funny that we finally got to the point where we're turning those handheld cuz it seemed like forever everyone's like, "Man, why can't these consoles be handheld?" Actually, there's this music producer that I know of. His name's Ono and he's really big into games and he had some engineer friend who was making them off the wall, handhelds of stuff that just didn't make sense. Like he had, he hooked him up with a, a handheld Dreamcast, mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like what mad scientist do you friends with? That's a lot more common than you'd think. No, I know. It's just funny. It's just like people who tinker with that kind of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like what are you just sitting there? You're like, Hmm, let me do this. Just put it together.
0: That's like my old friend, uh, Lenard, you know, he, he made, a. Uh, he basically made arcade cabinets. You know, did all the woodwork and the artwork and stuff. Oh he yeah, made, I saw
2: that. Uh I went over the one time he had that one for uh that car one where he know, had a but actual he car took, seat. He took a
0: car seat and uh and an actual e-brake, wired the e-brake up to the system so that it registered in the game in the car games that were on it, and then he had uh he had some some kickers sitting under the under the seat to function as um realistic rumble. It's like when you drove over stuff, the the base in the game. Oh, will, that's- rattle through your seat. <laughs> that's and make awesome. You, yeah. Um, the thing that I liked though, is he built a, uh, like an all in one, uh, retro throwback, uh, cabinet. It was just, a, this little, this little piece of woodwork. Basically you'd set it on your lap and, uh, it had two, it had two joysticks on it and, you know, two sets of, uh, buttons, like an old arcade cabinet. And, uh, all you had to do was, uh, uh hook up a power source and an HDMI cord to your TV and everything was self-contained in this little, like, no, no bigger than a keyboard. Open. Wow. Yeah. So mobile retro uh, gaming was was pretty cool. We played a lot at the house. That we uh, No, this story
2: is just more impressive because it was that. like this dude literally was like like I can imagine like the stuff. He probably had to make like a PC, bo- a PCB board and like like this is like a handheld Dreamcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said he said he said they uh, he said like all of them died, though. But this was this was like years ago, like where are like I I'm more referencing where it was like this was like early 2000s he had this stuff.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. People have always been trying to turn like PlayStation's and Xboxes and Nintendos and make them handheld. That's always been a thing. Like people have been installing them in weird places. I've seen them put into those old uh those old uh, like camping vans, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I why was not? when I was when I was a teenager, I was going to do that to my grandmother's van because there was a, it was one of those old vans that had that little pocket in the in the right behind the uh, driver's. It was basically the old school flip, a flip down uh, TV for the kids, except it wasn't flip
2: down. It was a, a, a whole fucking little CRT monitor in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, people, <laughs> are, people are turning vans into apartments now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are really cool. So
0: I, when I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, I'll just take apart my PlayStation and put it in there. All it is, is you know, it's like. It's just like a computer, you know? you got your your storage space and your boards and shit in there. Some wiring. Well, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm
2: just figuring because these are battery-powered, and that requires a little bit more. Yeah.
0: To, I mean, that's, some, changing, that's some really the weird power source is the Power
2: source is a the really issue. fun thing if you can figure that out. Mm. Well, yeah, I think we've rambled enough about this. Uh, yeah. Another incoherent episode. <laughs> the Such Prefer Not the to the say style. podcast but y'all love it anyway, and they're longer too so <laughs> like tears ramble for even longer <laughs> oh man that's fine but yeah um so yeah this is this is the validity of gaming this this week's episode was supposed to be an interview but the corona yeah. kind of ruined that kinda shutting everything down so we figured we'd be safe
0: and and not risk uh We're practicing social distancing by telling you to stay the
2: fuck home and listen to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I know people are loving those bonus episodes we've
1: been doing.
0: We're not having any interviews because we don't want nobody to spread any illness around. You know, you could have it and not know it. That's the whole deal.
2: Yeah. And um, next episode, we are going to be exploring two albums of recorded music that are coincidentally relevant for the time, but even more so relevant considering the <laughs> scope of wage workers nowadays. Especially with the whole crazy thing, you know, people being essential out of nowhere when they were, you know, looked down upon. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're gonna be exploring the albums "Labor Days" by Aesop Rock and "I Phantom" by Mr. Lif. Uh, "Labor Days" was released in 2001, and "I Phantom" was released in 2002. So they're both almost two decades old. But the themes on there are very, very relevant in regards to the plight of the working class so yeah this will be a, bit, a little bit more of a episode we actually have to do a bit more research on and mm. actually have to be coherent next time so next week should be a <laughs> not as rambly episode probably will still be but yeah that's i don't think we're ever gonna avoid the ramble <laughs> it's always gonna be a ramble
0: yeah so uh you know stay home stay safe don't get sick and if you're essential Stay safe. Stay safe. So good, we're, safe. we're we're
2: we are trying our best to figure out how to do this merch drop. So mm-hmm. every, everybody keeps asking about merch. It's coming. it's just you got to understand that the world kind of got flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, we are signing out. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. Again with the peace sign. Always. Every episode. Every
0: single episode. <laughs> it's my thing
1: now.